Alright guys, welcome back to another U version 2 episode. You are with Sean and Brent. Brent, how are you, mate? Yeah, whistling. Whistling. I'm excited. Um, guys, we're going to talk about a pretty popular topic. I think most people can at some point say they've aimed for this in one way or another. And we're going to talk about how to get strong and the truth about it in our experience and what we've seen work for us and what we've seen work with the, you know, all the clients that we've worked with in the past. Uh, and so that's going to be interesting. But before we get there, as always, be Diz. What's um, what's taking your eye this week? Uh, I wanted to celebrate some wins this week. Internally, um, three things happened. Uh, it was it's very refreshing. Oh, I know what they are. Go. What's the first one? Door got fixed. Toilet got fixed. Fan got fixed. <laughs> So there's six wins we're going to celebrate this week. Um, they weren't my three. Um, but yeah, I feel a lot lighter yeah, given it's that. Nice. Um, to those of you playing at home that don't train with us, um, just uh, to keep it politely, it's, it was literally a shit week. Um, we've had no access to our major door of our of our gym at Castle Hill for three and a half weeks for three and a half weeks so that was um, a weight on everyone's shoulders and it was very frustrating to deal with we were taking it seriously Um, we care about our environment we care about our people and it took too long finally that's fixed Um, the day this is pre getting it fixed one of our fans broke so half of our ventilation is technically gone so a few trips to Bunnings later and uh, that was fixed and the same day uh, one of our toilets went kamikaze, so it's all done. That's actually a good lesson. Like we had problems, but I'm also and I was like, I admittedly, like personally, Monday night I had had enough. Mm. I was like, and I don't try not sweat that stuff. I try not take it home, but it was Monday night. It was a night like I rolled in probably just after ten o'clock, um, after being here from five in the morning, and I was just like, I'm gonna have a beer. It was very rare for me. It was a good sign. Anyway. So the wins four, five, and six aren't related to that. Win number four, um, it's just really cool when people follow the process, follow your advice, and you can actually see progress. And the three wins are all in different, demonstrated in different ways. Uh, Really quickly, we had one client um, probably message us both. And for the first time in 12 years, this individual um, was given the all clear from his doctor to get off his cholesterol meds. And that's massive. Huge, like yeah. that's life changing. So that was really cool to see. Um, you know, consciously like training for this guy is not a problem at all. He's a frother, um, sorting out some nutrition, making some good steps forward. Magic has happened, that's gonna be life changing. Monday night, um, so at the peak of my whirlwind, I was um had a you know, a nice it was refreshing news. One of my guys came in and he was absolutely pumped. Um and he's actually he said Brent, I had to go and buy a new belt. Mm. I was like, that's awesome too. So, love that. Just a good representation of someone going, oh, I lost a kilo this week, and like, cool, that might be cool. But it was just, um, you know, for him, like, it was a good, you know, visual for him to show that his body appears to be changing. Um, and then a third guy who I actually made a joke to on Thursday, uh, husband and wife, the train together, and it became a wardrobe joke. It's like, your clothes don't fit anymore, man. Um, and that was actually a, you know, a, a weight loss, you know, a goal that he's had just through making a shift in priorities, making it important. So it was really cool this week just to have, um, you know, despite three, uh, I got a bit of a stressful start to the week or stressful couple of weeks, 
really refreshing to, to see progress. And the reason I said those is because it was in, they're in different ways, um, but all impacting people's life in a positive way. So it's really important to celebrate wins like that. Yep. That's good. Yeah, mine's a bit different. Obviously, people, I think, I have a reputation for watching some really, really good television, uh, especially within the YVT community. A lot of people are on the back of my recommendation of watching uh, Don't Fuck With Cats. Uh, watched it and enjoyed it. So I'm here to give you another one. First of all, Survivor's back. So if you're not on Survivor, get on it ASAP. 10 play, catch up. Uh, greatest reality TV show of all time. But what I wanted to mention was it's on Apple TV. And if you sign up to Apple TV now, it's free until December. Absolutely free. Definitely get it. Um, not sponsored. Not sponsored, but definitely get it for free. Why wouldn't you? Uh, there's a show called Morning Wars, which has got Steve Carell and Jan- Jennifer Aniston in it. Very good. Full season of that. It's about eight to ten episodes. Worth watching. But the show of... My favourite show probably of the year so far. I've just, I've just binged it last week or two. They're only short episodes, like 25 minutes, half an hour. It's called Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest, right? It is a piss-take show. Essentially about a guy who creates a video game and then that video game is the biggest video game on earth and it's the, the point, from the point of view of um, inside the office of that game and how they continue to you know create new levels and new characters and new features and interact with the, with the clients and the customers and just the interaction between the creative process and the coding and how they make these things come to life and it, it reminds me of the office because it's like it's meant to be set in a serious environment but it's just all, it's hilarious. It's an absolute piss take. This creative guy, this guy's name's Ian, I-A-N, but he decides to call himself Ian. So everyone calls him Ian. And he's the, the head creative person who um, comes up with the ideas. He just decides to want to do something. And there's this girl named Penny, who's an, actually an Australian actor. And she ends up having, she's one of the head coders. She's got to make it come to life. And it's just interrupt in the relationship between them. And you've got the executive producer of the game who's like trying to control these guys, but they're all lunatics and basically has no power in the office and you've got this guy who writes the backstories and this old guy who won an award and he plays a great cameo and you've got the people that test the game anyway it's it's well worth a watch if you don't like the office i wouldn't watch it if you find the office like a bit cringy don't watch it but if you enjoyed the office or comedies like the office mythic quest on apple tv when sean's talking about the office he's definitely meaning the american one definitely meaning the english one Okay. Um, but the American one's worth a watch as well, but English one is always going to be the best. I don't take you as much as a gamer. Does that impact? Should I watch it or not? I hate gaming. Not at all. Nah, I don't like gaming either. Oh, good. But it's funny. It's, cool. it's, it's great, mate. It's, one, it's such a good show. It's yeah. so funny and it's so well done. And the actors just do such a good job. I love it. Anyway, I mean, you might not like it, but look, you know I'm going to give you a good tip. Mythic Quest. Get on it. Since I was a world champion of Tony Hawk Skateboarder. Yeah. This, I haven't played any video games since then. This Mythic Quest is like, um, it's an adventure game. I can't even, I don't know what it's like. Imagine like uh, like Game of Thrones, that sort of setting. Knights and wizards and, and that's the game, yeah. And you're, you get a character and you go through it. Anyway, it's fucking funny, mate. This just brought up a childhood memory of mine. Zelda. Zelda. No, I used to love, um, what was it called? Super Nintendo? Oh, yeah. So that was like, I remember... One Christmas, this is a side story. Hi, mum. My brother and I were like, we want to get a Nintendo, like we'll get a joint present. Mm. We always wanted a Nintendo. And I remember back then, Kmart had the gaming section. Mm. I think it was like 99 bucks. Back then or something. Cheap now. Maybe, yeah. Anyway, 
Um, I remember Christmas morning woke up and there was like one box left and we were like saving it to last. Guess what it was? Not the Nintendo. Mega Drive. No, it wasn't Mega Drive but either. That would have been okay. That was a supplementary prize. It was encyclopedias. Oh shit. Like, why didn't mum know Google was coming? Oh, that's the worst. You know, you, that fuck was the worst oh, game ever. Oh, I imagine I was probably, I'd say like young teenagers and so my brother like mid-teenager. Yeah, oh so my dis- God. It was that was the worst Christmas. Encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, mum. That is a lead balloon. I mean, yeah, that is a lead balloon. Um, remember, um, old. I used to love them. Uh, the Sega Master System. It was called. Mm. Had a built-in game. Alex the Kid. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like one of the greatest games of all time. Alex the Kid. No cartridge. You just turn the game on. And turn the console on. And it comes on. There was nothing better than watching. Uh, we used to set mum and dad up to play each other and reverse each other in Mortal Kombat. Oh my God, it was the best thing to watch. I wish, this is where we would have been famous from like making viral videos, like actually filming them playing it. Yeah. Their reactions and stuff. Because I remember mum in particular, dad was like, he was like a button slammer. Oh, I hate those guys. Like we've got to break the controller, dad, stop it. And mum was like one of those, like she pretty much could have invented the Wii. Like she thought like moving the controller and nearly punching dad was going to make, you know, someone throw a roundhouse. Classic. Yeah. Hilarious. That's classic. I think we could just do episodes on Netflix and and, ga- and, 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 and gaming. We should. Maybe an entertainment section. Big market. All right, we do have a serious side today, guys. So uh, we want to talk about getting strong. Uh, getting strong is fun. Getting strong is fun. We are, a lot of our training is based, not necessarily solely based around strength, but I think, I mean, Mark Bell has a great quote, strength is never a weakness. I don't think it's ever a bad thing to be strong. I can't imagine a scenario where the fact that you're strong is going to be a, is going to work against you. So I think, in general, if you're training, uh, it's always nice to add some strength training into your uh, repertoire and into the things that you do for the week, into the you know the focuses you have. And there's a lot out there. If you research it, there's some really really great information on the internet. There's some internet that's not uh, some information sorry that's not so great. But the principles of strength training are very very basic. And as much as you, you know, you can find a way to fluff it up and, and make it fancy and make it complicated even to seem fancy, uh, the truth is it's, it's really basic and it's just a, a really simple formula, some really simple basic things you need to take care of in your training and, and getting strong becomes inevitable if you follow the process. So when I talk about those basic things, I've got a little formula that I like to use when I say I like to use it, I've probably never used it, but I've always known it in my head. Brent? Yeah? You with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, good. Um, so, I don't know it's if It's your formula. <laughs> it's my, I think it is my formula. Yeah. It's nothing groundbreaking. And, and you know, if, I, I apologize. If I have accidentally seen this somewhere and then claimed it as my own... It just makes you a fit pro, bro. It melted into my subconscious and I've regurgitated it as my own. I apologize to the person who came up with it. However, I think it's an original. Um... I, so the formula for strength, I've got progressive overload times consistency plus patience equals strength. What do you think about that? I like it. You like it? Yeah, make it a fancy image. I might have to do that. But then I, I am worried that I've seen it somewhere. I don't think I have, but Dude. I'm waiting for like, I do it and some guy calls me out and I go, yeah, you're right. Sorry. Everything's stolen. It's true. Anyway, I really hope it's original. So... There's one, two, three, four, five things I've got down here that are the keys to strength training. We're just going to really briefly go over each because the truth is we could probably do a podcast on each individual one and we don't want to do that. We want to give, give you guys a really good outline of the things you could be and should be focusing on if getting strong is something that's um, exciting to you, something that you want to work on. So the five things are progressive overload. We're going to talk about that. 
adding muscle to your body, being consistent, recovery, so nutrition and sleep would come under recovery, and patience. Um, so progressive overload, consistency, and patience, which is part of my strong formula, feature in the top five things to worry about. So number one, progressive overload. This is, uh, I think, the most obvious. Uh, the thing with getting strong is that you can't continue to do the same thing over and over and over and get stronger. All you will do is get better and more efficient at that thing. So progressive overload will be, uh, I think about it as two, there's two ways within strength training. There's, there's probably more than two ways. Uh, but the two major ways to progressively overload an exercise would be uh, to add more weight or to add more reps. So if you're looking at, uh, say, let's just for argument's sake, use a bench press and you started it and you can do five reps uh, of bench press at 60 kilos, to progressively overload that each week, you would look to either add a little bit of weight to the bar. So you come back the next week and you try and do 62 and a half kilos for five reps. You come back the next week, you try and do 65 kilos for five reps. And that way you're progressively overloading or you could keep it at 60 kilos and add a rep each week, for example. So you could do five reps week one, six reps, seven weeks, seven reps, etc. Progressively overload it that way. So progressive overload essentially is, is providing your body with a new stimulus, with something it hasn't done before. Uh, forcing it into adapting. And in this case, the adaptation will be to uh, to get stronger. Anything to add to that? Yeah, I just want to like, I'm sure this is going to come up later in terms of one of the other points, but spoiler, like if I would say, like, I hope you agree that the longer you're doing this, the smaller that progress is going to be. Yep. And the reason I brought that in now, progressive overload, because there's a lot of people not following that training principle. Mm-hmm. And you hear people going, oh, I'm definitely getting stronger. It's like, you're getting stronger because you weren't doing any resistance training before. Yep. But there's going to hit a point in time where that stops. Something I will always say, I usually say it, it's one of my lines I'll use on most consultations or sale calls or anything, um, is always look your coach in the eyes and ask them, why am I doing this and how is it going to get me there? Mm-hmm. If there's not a good answer to that or if they balk, then you probably um, should be challenging them on that. Yep. If strength or improving that is going to be one of the claims that they're making. Yeah, I think obviously, you know, and we do come into it later with patience, I think this, this falls under, but you can't progressively overload in a linear fashion that is in a straight line uh, upwards forever. Otherwise, it would literally just be a matter of time before you are the strongest person on earth. Uh, there's obviously going to be roadblocks come up, things are going to, you know, your body's adaptation levels will vary. And there'll be a ceiling that you hit and you'll plateau out for a bit and then you have to implement a new strategy. But the new strategy or whatever it is, if you're continuing to try and get stronger, progressive overload will be always the overriding principle. Um, so the next one, good with that? Cool. It's pretty basic. Next one is adding muscle. Now, The this is not 100. What I'm going to give you right now is a really, I think, a easy way to visualize what I'm talking about with why adding muscle is important. It's fairly scientifically accurate. Uh, maybe there are other variables that come along with this, of course, but in general, general principle, it'll work like this. So adding muscle is important if you want to get strong for the following reasons. If you, for example, have 100, you have a lot more than this, of course, but say you have 100 muscle fibers um, that are used in a deadlift, for example. Now, what... And this is where sort of rep ranges will come into it, which is um, not something we're going to talk about today, but it, it is involved in strength training, of course. Uh, the rep ranges, usually from, say, one to five, will uh, the stimulus that provides to your body is 
not so much in muscle growth, although you can, of course, grow muscle uh, in those rep ranges. It's a lot more, it's not optimal, a lot more difficult. But in general, what that does, it, it, um, it works on your body's ability to recruit current muscle fibers uh, as quickly as possible. So for example, if you've never trained anything, you've never done strength training in your life, you have 100 muscle fibers. The day you walk into the gym and do your first ever deadlift after you've been taught how to do it properly, of course, you, your body is not very efficient at doing that movement yet. And so when you start the deadlift, you might only do, you might only use 40 of your available 100 muscle fibers to perform the lift. Now, the better you get, the more experienced you get, uh, the more practice you put into those low rep ranges, uh, the better and more efficient your body's gonna get recruiting the current muscle fibers it has. So the more you do it, you might start using 60 and then 70 and then 80, and then eventually you might use all the muscle fibers available to you, which is why you can get stronger without adding any muscle, you can. But of course, there's a ceiling to that. And so adding muscle, what we're, what we're essentially doing if we do some uh, training, some hyper, hypertrophy, no. Hypertrophy yeah. training. Hypertrophy. We have a pronunciation thing. <laughs> Hypo. Um, training is that we're going to add to your potential. So we're going to add muscle fibers. And so therefore, instead of 100, you might do a, you know, three, six months of um, muscle growth training, because I don't want to say that word again. And you might now have 130 muscle fibers, which means when you go back to your lower rep range, strength training specific um, workouts, you can now have 130 muscle fibers to play with. Therefore, your potential for strength doesn't mean you will be stronger. It means you have a greater potential to be stronger. Um, does that make sense, Brent? I'm with you. I think um, for, just to give people a, a visual on that, maybe just a real life example would be, uh, like let's talk about the sport of weightlifting because it's probably easiest to think about with when we're talking about recruiting muscle and absolute strength. Mm-hmm. It's why it's weight divisioned. Mm-hmm. Like there's gonna hit a cap for a 60 kilo athlete. Yep. And it, they're recruiting. They're awesome goal. at what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. They have a limit. So right? eventually there will be, will be a limitation. That might be time to go. Is it time to make the leap to if all that adaptations have been met and every variable is being considered, which probably hasn't. Yeah. But are you going to go up the next division of sport? Yeah. Which because is your, why your, your, your vice, I would argue, is probably to in that sport move as much weight as possible. Yeah. Which is why most strength training programs will involve a period of time where it's focusing on lower rep ranges, and then a period of time where it's focusing on higher rep ranges. You know, the cycling those different things, you know, with one focus being just strictly trying to get as strong as possible, the other um, cycle being adding some muscle, therefore giving us more potential next time we try and get stronger. So that's adding muscle. Now, consistency. Now, I've got consistency and patience, and they're slightly different. Um, consistency in this regard, regarding strength training, will be about a more short-term thing. So... Generally speaking, a strength training block will be like a, you know, there's different cycles that people have, but in general, it's gonna be somewhere between maybe eight and 12 weeks, the full cycle of the strength training block. Now, your ability to get stronger in that period of time is reliant on your progressive overload. Uh, probably not adding muscle so much in that period of time because you, you probably either, you've got what you've got and you're working on strength specifically at this moment, but consistency with the progressive overload and consistency in your training. So short-term consistency, if you're, in that 12 weeks, for example, if you miss weeks at a time or you miss, you know, you're meant to do four sessions a week and you do two, if you're very inconsistent, you turn up on different days of the week, different times of the week, uh, different length sessions, you, you do some of the session, you don't do all of it, you, you, you skip parts of it. If you're inconsistent with the program, then you will get inconsistent results. 
and if you get better, it's, it's by accident. Um, essentially, your result in that period of time is gonna rely on your progressive overload and your consistency to the program for that short period of time. So yeah. it's slightly different to patience, which we'll touch on later. So consistency in this part is, is short-term consistency with the program. Uh, like from a hands-on, face-to-face, just experience with that, it's where most people go wrong. 100%. Um, and you used the word a second ago, um, and just I want to give some context around, I believe there are no accidents. So for example, like if you're, there's no guaranteed strength program, even if it's written perfectly, if there is such a thing, it's going to work. There's no guarantee. Mm. There's a lot of variables there. But if you did follow the program, you are setting yourself up for the best opportunity to then essentially reach new strengths, quite literally, or PR or something. Now, the program was written from week one, let's say it was through to week 10. There is a certain amount, you said the word in the very beginning, strength is about your body making adaptations from stimulus. So if you're not putting the pre-required stimulus on your body, like what do you expect? So there's no accident you didn't PR. And there's other accidents, in inverted commas, that might come up. Like for example, when someone's, you know, we're gonna jump like over to other um, points here today, like they're, usually they're under eating, usually they're not recovering properly, yeah. um, and their body then therefore can't make those adaptations. So yeah. consistency has to be there across the board yeah. for every element. Yeah, and I think, you know, life happens and we see this all the time and, and you know, we, we coach a lot of just normal people with normal lives, have, you know, normal jobs with um, families and, and partners and life and, you know, things get in the way. People get sick or, you know, they've got to take care of work for, for a certain amount of time and, and therefore what we do in, in that particular situation is we just manage expectations. If you really want to get a really good result, you really have to have things go your way for that period of time, in that short-term period especially. Um, because... Yeah, if if you're inconsistent, you're going to get an inconsistent result. But then also too, like, we, we then at the same time, well, 12 weeks, and I have seen people, like, literally kick a barbell on the floor and go, fuck, my deadlift didn't go up. Yeah. The best question you ask is, like, cool, what could you have done better in the last 10 weeks? And the more you dig, you realise that... They've missed three or four. Yeah, you've missed a week, your nutrition's been bad, you know, maybe you've got a, a baby at home, like, all these different things. Like, there's yeah. no accidents. And, and cool, just use that as a learning curve. Yeah. Consistency, short-term consistency, important. Uh, next one is recovery, which um, there's a lot of factors in recovery. I think the two biggest ones that you need to be taken care of um, for the purpose of this podcast anyway will be your nutrition and your sleep. So nutrition, the, I mean, there will be people say that you can get stronger whilst in a calorie deficit. In my experience personally and in what I've seen work with clients, that's very rare and extremely difficult to do and you need to be really precise and your training needs to be really dialed in your other parts of recovery with your sleep or it's um, got to be your first week yeah so i'll backtrack if you're a newbie basically looking at a weight is going to make you stronger uh i guess this is probably this podcast is aimed more at if you're sort of six to 12 months into your life of lifting weights um because yeah like i said if you're if you're if you're new to lifting weights just being in a weight room is going to make you stronger uh so Definitely though, once you're past that initial uh, beginner gains, uh, your nutrition is important. You need to be, I, I always tend to go on at least calorie maintenance level, but preferably uh, a calorie surplus. So eating slightly more calories than you need to make sure your body has enough fuel to grow the muscles, to recover and repair the broken down muscles. Because obviously when you strength train, that's what you're doing, you're breaking down muscle fibers. And so it's super important that you're giving your, your body the, most, the best opportunity to 
recover and to progress from that. Therefore, protein is obviously important. Uh, we always recommend two grams of protein per kilo of body weight. And we, especially if you're in a strength training cycle, I'd say that'd be like the minimum, even a bit more than that would be fine as well, but that'd be the minimum. And then also just total calories uh, would be at least at maintenance. I always would try and get the person to look at eating, you know, 10% of a surplus. That's my general sort of thoughts on that. What do you reckon? I think enough sleep. I think also- oh, yeah, sleep's the next one. Yeah, course, sleep's yeah. a big one, just to skip to it. And then the next one um, that I feel with people is sometimes people are really wishy-washy with their goals. Mm-hmm. Like you'll ask them and they'll say, oh, I want to get really, really strong. Yep. But then if you ask them halfway through a cycle, six weeks later, they might be saying, oh, but I want to get leaner. Yeah, I want to lose 15 kilos. So it's like, you got to determine what, what, what's important because they're already conflicting, like based on your advice of maintenance calories and surplus yep. or in a deficit, they're already conflicting ideas. And then often, you know, I've seen this firsthand as well. And without going into much like the science behind it as well, is like if you've done your, you know, heavy day one, it's probably not the best thing to be doing like a, you know, a 60 minutes enduro or hit workout the next day. It's not necessarily going to support that strength gains mm. the following day. But as long as you back up and do your next strength on Thursday, it's all right. Yeah. Because your overall output is still probably exceeding what you need to do. Yeah, you probably know it's not specific to what you're trying to do. And therefore, it's not specific. It's probably not, shouldn't be done. It's probably also not aiding your recovery, right? Not at all. You want to obviously be turning up to training as fresh as possible each time, especially for stuff that's important to you. Not to be mistaken for like, obviously there's a difference between like going like a, a, like a shit hardcore Metcon for 60 minutes yeah. and doing accessory work. Very two different things. Yeah, I think, look, that, that is a factor. I haven't put that down as one of the most important factors. I think the truth is with that, if, if getting strong pays your bills, then that's, we're talking about a different conversation and obviously your life will be completely tailored around that. As much as possible, these are principles that can be used for the average person who just likes to, join, to train at the gym with the intention of getting stronger. Uh, the more perfect you get life, the, obviously the better results you're gonna get, but that's just not re- like the reality for most people. And so, yeah, you know, we have people here train a couple of days a week with their lift the barbell classes and they do some other classes in between that. Would you say is ideal for them to get as strong as possible? No, but the training they're doing is still going to get them the result they want. They just maybe not get the most optimal result they could get. But at the same time, their goal is not specific. Like they want to get stronger, but it's also not the most important thing in their life. Like probably their kids are or their job or whatever it might be. hope not. Yeah. Well, otherwise, yeah, they gotta get good um, problem, mate. Gotta get, they gotta get moving. Uh, so, sleep is obviously the other big one, and again, it's not realistic for everyone. General recommendation for sleep, and everyone is slightly different, but somewhere between seven and nine hours a day is where you want to be hitting. I know I don't hit that. Um, even with some of the training I'm doing at the moment, I'm, I'm hitting sort of six to seven. I'd say it's probably even five and a half to seven is where I'm at. Very rarely go past seven. Uh, and it's not ideal, but again, that's, that's life. We're talking about here the principles of how to get strong. And, and if, you, if it's something that is important to you, I would try and maybe get off Netflix and not watch Mythic Quest uh, late night and get some sleep in because that's probably going to get you closer to your goal of getting strong than, than watching a lot of Netflix would. Uh, so sleep is obviously important. The very last point, guys, is patience. Now, you've got to understand getting strong is like a commitment uh, that takes a lot of time. Because but Sean, that's not sexy, man. I know it's not sexy. I know it's not sexy. Uh, but getting being strong is sexy. So there's a trade-off there. You are what you understand is it's um it's gonna take some time. Newbie gains are real, right? So when you first start lifting, you can add a lot of strength very, very quickly. 
what happens usually after about 12 to 18 months is people get very, very disheartened because instead of adding 10 kilos per cycle to each lift, they're now adding two kilos per cycle and sometimes not adding anything. And sometimes, depending on the focus of their life and their training and their body weight and a lot of different factors at that particular time, they might even get weaker. But I always think about like, think about day one and then think about the last day of your cycle, of your lifetime in strength training, whether it's important. The thing is, it looks like a mountain, yeah? We're always going up, but there's gonna be troughs. There's gonna be like sinks down, there's gonna be plateaus. There's gonna be spots where you completely fall off the cliff and you get back on. But overall, we're just trying to climb up the mountain. And, and strength training is never linear and it's certainly not linear forever. It might be at the very start, but overall, it's not gonna be linear. There's gonna be you know, ups and downs throughout the whole process. And it's just about being patient. So consistency was talking about the short term, the short term consistency to a program or a cycle to get the result at the end of that 12 week period, for example. But patience is more about just having the patience to apply the above principles, knowing that sometimes you won't be consistent and therefore in that 12-week period, you won't get the exact result you want for that 12-week period. And sometimes your your recovery will be off and you you will be focusing on losing weight and maybe not getting stronger for that period of time. Or sometimes you'll have a kid or work will be stressing you out, you won't sleep perfectly and there'll be different focuses in your life. But overall, having the patience to stick with the general principles, knowing that Ultimately, this is getting me stronger and getting me moving forward in the direction I want to get. So I think that's where it's slightly different to consistency. Consistency is short term for that one thing, but patience it is consistency, but it's sort of like it's long term consistency. It's just being patient with the results. Sometimes they're fast, sometimes they're not. Sometimes they're where you want, want them to be, sometimes they're not. And just being you know, patient enough to sort of you know, stay with it and stick, stick to it. Yeah. Awesome. I I really, only thing I want to add at the end is, I guess on a more like personable level to people that are, you know, maybe it's the girls, maybe it's the guys, it doesn't really matter that I love personally, like it it is really, it's cool when you see someone do something that their body was not physically capable of prior to doing. Mm. Like that's awesome. My favorite thing is when that's then applied to other areas of people's life. Like that's so like, like this one example, we might have a girl who's like, oh, why do I need to do strength training? Mm. But then you realize like going like, fuck, my body is strong. My body is capable. And then that then walks out the door with them. I think that's beautiful. Like that's what I love about it. The confidence you see in people that get strong. I mean, that's for me, that's the biggest thing with getting stronger is it it adds to your self-confidence like unbelievably more so than losing body, body weight ever will. If you're a strong person, that's, um, yeah, man, that's earned. Like you, you, that's not, you can't fake strength. You don't accidentally pick up 200 kilos off the floor. The, the, to get in a position to do that takes patience. It takes a lot of hard work and a lot of consistency and a lot of application to a goal. And so that sort of, over such a long period of time, like that can't be faked. Strength can't be faked. You either got it or you don't. You've either worked for it or you haven't. Um, so I think it's super important. Yeah, you're right. It's, there's nothing better. There's nothing better. I like the short-term thing like, hey, 12 weeks ago, I barely moved 100 kilos off the floor and now I've lifted it. Like, I've got better. It's awesome to see that. But it's also awesome to see the person who on day one came in and bench pressed 50 kilos and now bench presses 140 three years later. Yeah. And you go, man, like, you've just been at this for so long. It's, it's, the results are inevitable. So as long as you stick with the process, as long as you just keep showing up when things are good, you keep showing up when things are bad, um, you eventually... No, strength, like I said, straight at the very beginning, strength is inevitable. It's going to come. It's just a matter of whether you can apply yourself for long enough. And it's expressed in many ways. Like, obviously, like, we do have... It's not a bias, but from our background, like, we do talk about, you know, deadlift benching a lot, 
squatting, but it can be expressed in so many ways. Like it might be handstands, it could be just a passive hang off the bar. Like how long can you hold this for? That's strength. Yeah. Like chin ups, pull ups, like that's sexy stuff. And it still is all strength training that will, you know, and still all needs all the above. Adding progressive overload. Yeah. It needs to have the right covering. Needs consistency. Everything's the same. Yeah. Impromptu question for you. Here we go. Now, obviously, we have the best program, but. What was your favorite strength program that you've ever done? Where did it come from that you found? Mm. So I, I did a lot of work with a guy named Amir Fazili, powerlifter, strong one, deadlifted 320 at 83 kilos body weight. So they, they, didn't, they didn't realize that, man. Say it again. 320, I think it was 320, might have been 317 kilos. It was a world record at the time at 83 kilos body weight heavy it's almost four times what he weighed yeah yeah it's pretty crazy anyway um so i did a lot of really cool cycles with him my favorite cycle of all time is so basic and it's not one of his cycles but it's sort of in, in, inspired by his workouts and <laughs> this is why it's this is why it's good to have a lot of experience and, and a lot of time when you train by yourself to experiment with stuff what i found works best for me my favorite cycle of all time is i do sets of five and i start off with something that i can do probably 10 reps with, like super easy, I do five sets. And now I will, my cycles last for ages, right? So the next week I'll come in, I'll do five kilos more and five kilos more and five kilos more. And I keep adding five kilos, could take three weeks, could take 10 weeks. And then when I can't do five reps anymore, I change it to four reps. And I come in and add five kilos until I do four reps and I can't do anymore. And then I'll do threes and then twos and then ones and I rest for a week and then I test. So I think my longest cycle I've ever done was like 21 weeks. So you should go home and, and like patent that. So that's like the Shawnee C 54321. <laughs> 54321. I was going to say, like, my, my, like, for, like, if someone's like, well, cool, I'm interested in this one to start, I, my personal input would be, um, I, for, for beginners or advanced people, I think Wendler's. I love really it. Really easy fun, like the 531, Wendler's. Five, yeah, five, I've done that before. Great program, really basic, um, but really easy to follow as well. I love that you asked me for my favorite program, expecting me to say someone's program, and I've said it's my own program. My own. Yeah. <laughs> but it really is, one. man, because I just I love training like that. It's just I I like it to be slow. I'm not looking to get stronger in f- four weeks. I like the process of as long as it takes, it takes. But there's some influence there, like you you skipping reps four and two. You just sort of describe when there's anyway. Yeah, like weeks of fives, uh, triples, yep. um, and then each like a deload week, and then you essentially it's not percentage based, and you will add in it, whether it's two and a half or five kilos, depending on how it felt. Yeah, I think that's beautiful for people. It is good, yeah, and, and it's and endless. Like you could theoretically just follow it. And in the programs we use, U version two at the moment from count, I think we've got about five different ones we've used for twelve week blocks, and we just sort of rotate through those five. We get people strong. We get people strong, man. Sometimes we lift heavy early. Sometimes we, we build up slowly in like my way. Uh, but yeah, we just keep it keep variety for people. But the principles are always there. It's always progressive overload. Um, there's always some back offsets. You know, throughout the week we add workouts in to, to do with building muscle. Yeah, principles are there. There if you want it. Guys, that's our podcast for the week. Hope you got something from that. Any questions, hit us up. Um, shout out to a couple of people sent us some questions through the week. Uh, so thank you for that. And when we get another pile of them, we will do another question podcast. Um, I believe Brent, I could be wrong about this, but I've been asking for five star reviews and an actual written review. I don't think we can. I hope I'm wrong, <laughs> but I, I looked in the app and I, I couldn't see where to write a review. 
So I think because we're doing it through Anchor. Interesting. It is interesting. So guys, if you can, of course, five-star review and a written review, perfect. If you can't, um, the next best thing for us would be just to share any stories, tag us, tell someone that you want to listen to this podcast, to listen to it. More people that listen, the better. Uh, but yeah, of course, if you can review it, even better. Guys, Mythic Quest, check it out. Uh, definitely worth a listen. And thanks for joining us. We're back next week with a brand new podcast. Take care.